Hello, welcome to Writer's Tribe Pod, and I am so excited for another interview. Today we have author Tarika Moore. She just released her book, Blessed to Be a Blessing. I'm so excited that you decided to come and join me today, Tarika. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. <laughs> How are things going for you? Everything is going well. I, you know, I can't complain. I'm still in that. Um, that's a real moment. I actually cannot believe that I'm a published writer and my story. People are actually buying my book. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I know. Isn't it so cool? It's an awesome thing. And I sit back and look how long it took me to. I wrote many of stories. I just not didn't get them published. But this one, I just felt that needed to be the one. And um, I started this book in 2010. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So so what prompted you to start this book in 2010? What, what event led you to that? Well, in um, 2010, um, my bishop just released his book, um, Living at the Next Level. And um, I never forget his sermon he did. It was around this time in 2010, it was called Blessed to be a Blessing. Mm -hmm. And he was explaining how sometimes you have to go through things in life. We don't understand it, but eventually um, it will come back to us understanding certain things that happen in our life because it's people coming behind us mm. that needs to know how do we get through it. We have to be there for them to help them pull out of it. And I was like, wow, that whole message spoke to me. And just sitting there listening to him, you know, my mind just went other places. So I'm sitting in church right now. What different ideas come into my mind on how to build these characters? Wow. And I came up with the, the main characters. I came up with Angelique and I came up with uh, um, Josiah. And then it was building around the church because a lot of people... Just in my church, you said, they said, what church you go to? I said, Calvary Valley Church. He said, oh, you guys doing great things. Or, you know, it's, it's a lot of little crazy things people say about my church is not true. And they're like, I be telling them, no, that's not true. Mm -hmm. And, um, but they don't know about, they just know what people hear. Then when they come in, of course, Bishop, he's a good teacher. Mm -hmm. But it's more things to just stand in the four walls of the church. Yep. And with our church, we give back a lot to missions. We give back a lot in the community. And in this book, I'm taking portions of my church, but I'm expanding it to where I I feel God wants all the churches to eventually get to. Okay. And what place and is that? And do some things. Um, step one, you know, police, they can do on it, but so much. But sometimes we got to come out of the church. And we got to stop the sex trafficking. We got to stop. Um, we have to become the people doing the neighborhood watching to get people back their community from crime. We have to be the ones sometimes to go and step up and be in politics and be real and be honest. Don't be controlled by politics and money. Mm -hmm. You know, God put us in positions to represent the kingdom first, but also take care of his people. And you got to be accountable. I so like in this book, it's going to be it's an inspirational book to show you how to love, but at the same time, it's going to show you 
how the church can come out those four walls and take charge and do what God really want us to do to represent the kingdom. I like that. I like that. Um, we definitely have to go beyond the four walls of church because Jesus spent the majority of his ministry, correct me if I'm wrong, outside of the church. You know, he was actually mm -hmm. walking the streets and he was preaching on a boat. He was preaching in, you know, fields and everything. And we we were um, most of his messages were birthed outside of the church and now we exactly use and so I, I i agree with you wholeheartedly so your book inspires people to basically just not be confined to church or do it does it do they inspire people to get involved and and how they can get involved and can you tell me more about how your book inspires people to do that it's going to especially the next um book that comes out is going to be more explain helping people to really want to get involved in the church but it's also going to give them kind of like a foundation to let them know what to look for in a good church mm -hmm. making sure that you get fed properly in that church um letting people know it's okay to volunteer and do things in the church not just come to church get the word and go home mm -hmm. it takes a lot to volunteer yeah. And um, you learn more about yourself and what you also learn more about how um, Jesus ministry was when you give back to other people. Yeah. So why are you so passionate about this? Has something sparked this within you besides the your bishop's sermon? Is this something that you've always felt led to write about? Actually, no, I started writing um, this strictly romance novels. So, no, I love New Edition. Uh -huh. I love New Edition. <laughs> and so to from escape from my um, childhood drama, my getaway was for me to write. Mm. So I never forget my first um, story I ever wrote called Four Years at Florida University. Wow. And it had the members of New Edition in there. And I wrote, we went to college together. And uh, different people, we you know, we all built a relationship. And that was my first book. And from that, it just went from story to story to story. And uh, I have grown a lot in my writing since then. But this particular book, because I, I, I have, I actually have a romance um, author named too, Angelique Rose. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to put out my romance book first. And um, I prayed about it. And the Holy Spirit said, no. I need you to put this one out first. Wow. And for the longest time, I was trying to push it off, push it off. And I got, every time I tried to go into the romance novel and try to write, I got writer's block. Wow. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, man. But he'll show me different things to put into, blessed to be a blessing. And finally, when COVID hit, it all came to fruition and it clicked why he wanted me to go ahead and put this out first. Ooh. He was showing me different things and how he wanted to come come to life and have the understanding um, of what the church can be if they just come out the four walls. 
And you know what? COVID was an eye opener for a lot of churches. Like we, Mm -hmm. a lot of churches weren't meeting. We were forced to Mm -hmm. be the church outside of the four walls, you know? And so it does make sense why um, the Holy Spirit would lead you to do something like that. So that's, that's pretty awesome. And um, so you wrote the book in 2010 and you didn't release it until 2021. (laughs) <laughs> so I okay so I can kind of relate I didn't release my book until 2021 I think it was 20 it seems like it was so much longer but it was 2021 but I wrote it in 2019 and those few years it was crazy like all I heard was like books this write the book did that happen yes. like did you see signs like God like dropped oh, hits. <laughs> it was like anytime people had that prayer of praying things into people's life every time when I went to people confirmation it was like somebody was getting confirmed exactly what was said over me and my confirmation <laughs> and then he said you got that book in you go ahead and get that book out that book is waiting it's gonna bless people get that book out oh yeah I know the feeling it was so frustrating it was like oh my gosh God do you have anything else to say to me <laughs> uh-huh. So that's good. That's good. And so um, what what did you, when you wrote the book, how long did it take you actually? Did it take you um, 10 years to finish it or did it take you 10 years to actually publish it? Like why? What was that like? Did you write a little bit during the day at night or did you go somewhere to write? Like how was your writing process? Could you explain that? It actually took me 10 years to publish it. I actually finished the book probably like in 2013. Mm -hmm. But as I read it, I think I let my friend Carmela read it, if I'm not mistaken. And she was like, I'm not getting nothing out of it. Hmm. And I was like, okay, so what do you mean by that? She said, you you capture my my attention, but she says like the W. She said, you got my attention in the beginning, then it goes down. Then something else happened, then it goes up, then it goes down. She said, you you know, you're not consistent with your writing. Hmm. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. And then the crazy thing about it is um, I was a producing director for the drama ministry at my church. Mm-hmm. And um, I, wrote a, I wrote a skit. And my um, partner in the ministry, he told me the exact same thing. Oh wow! And I was like, okay. And we we have a long, we had a long discussion about it. He said, he told me, he said, he said, Tarika, I love you. He said, so anything that you present, I'm not gonna. If I don't feel that, he said, you know me. He said, if I feel that it's not gonna work, I'm gonna tell you. Mm-hmm. And he did anything I put to him and he felt like oh three good ain't gonna work he'd be like no nah, try it back just do it another way and you know i had to accept that because he actually did stuff that got published he actually did stuff that was seen on stage a couple of times and you know his mind is brilliant so i was like okay i got it and then it was um he said you're more creative visually so when we did production, he was like, tell me what you see, tell me what you do. So we collaborated just doing visual things and it worked. 
He said, now the way you describe and do stuff visually, he said, take that and put that into your writing. Define what's going on. And it made sense. Wow. That is but because so we stayed so busy, I couldn't really touch on my writing. So mm -hmm. COVID was a blessing because it ceased everything. Yeah. It forced a lot of people to slow down and to oh, yeah. revisit their passions because it's like we had nothing but time. <laughs> exactly. We weren't going anywhere. So um, you have a lot of interesting characters in your book, right? Um, I had the opportunity to read a few chapters and I was very int intrigued. And when I first started, like the first paragraph, I was like, oh my gosh, that happened. <laughs> so um, do you have any like favorite characters or your, do you, or do you love all of your characters the same? <laughs> my favorite character will always, um, characters will always be, um, Ange Angelique, mm -hmm. Josiah, and Isaiah. Okay. And um, well, Angelique is she's a lot of me, a a lot of me. Um, and I knew a guy that his personality was so much like um Josiah, mm -hmm. and it it was it's just crazy. But I knew um, that I can take that person and make him to something bigger in my mind to be a best fit for this character in my book. Yeah. And who is Josiah again? Could you explain for those who Josiah are listening? Josiah is um, Angelique's love interest. And Angelique is the main character. Yes. Yep. Okay. So and Isaiah is Angelique's baby brother. Okay. Alrighty. So were they inspired by any people? You don't have to name names, <laughs> but um, were they inspired by anyone you knew personally or did you make these characters up just off the top of your head? Well, Angelique was more so in inspired by just me volunteering in the church. Mm -hmm. And um, people always say, you're going to find your, your husband in the church. And I'm like, okay. Whatever that means, you know, <laughs> and because I'm always volunteering, they always go, okay, you're the poster child of the church. I said, no, I'm not. They said, every time we turn around, we see your face and you smiling. And I'm like, no. Um, but um, that's how she was birthed. Okay. And I said, well, well, how would it be if I was to grow up in the church and meet um, and end up loving the guy that I grew up with and we was best friends and everything like that. And then I had, I got a chance to see a couple of the couples now that are married and they actually grew up in the church together. And I was like, okay, that's how it could be. And, you know, I had to put my little twisting thing on it. Um, but, and it's also get inspired by just watching people. Mm-hmm. And I can just sit there. I love people watching because I can watch something that happens and I can come up with a whole story yeah, just sitting there watching. watching too. People watching is so fun. I mean, it is. don't get caught though, but still it's fun. <laughs> like, especially uh -huh. when you're at like a, a park with, you know, just hanging out, enjoying the scenery and then just watching the different families. And yeah, I can see why you 
would be able to draw inspiration from watching people. That's awesome. So um, what do your what do your family and friends think about your book? Have they been encouraging? Um, what's been the general consensus when they found out that you wrote a book? Like, what did they were they shocked? Were they um, encouraging or were they a little leery of it? A little all of the above. My sister, she she was like, "When you gonna get your story published, man? Hey, I get I got a friend. I got a friend. They got their book published and blah 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 blah." She, especially last year, she ragged on me so hard. She was like, "I'm getting tired of buying everybody else's book. I'd be glad when I can say this is my sister book. She did this. She did this." So with her egging me on, and then um, uh, my other family members, they were like, "About time you've been writing for how long?" <laughs> They're like, oh, thank God, you finally got it published. You know, I got that. And then a lot of them was like, oh, we didn't even know. Oh, wow. So I was like, now you do. Go publish my book. (laughs) So now that you have officially published your book and you are in the middle of writing your second book, um, what advice would you give to someone who might be listening, who's thinking or toying with the idea of writing a book? What would you say to them? I will tell people to go back to English class. English <laughs> class. And it makes, and, that, and that's what I'm doing with this second book. I'm going back to English class because you remember when, before you wrote an essay, your teacher told you to do your index mm-hmm. and write things out of how you want it to flow. And now that makes more sense than ever because you have to make sure everything flows and makes sense as you write. Mm-hmm. And um, don't be, don't try to think that your first draft, that's the draft that's going to get published. Do not do that. Get that out your head. It's not going to work. Um, very important, be open to constructive criticism. Yes. Take that feedback and apply it. Mm-hmm. And don't let no one, if you know, they can be your best friend in the world. Y'all, they can be your ride or die. But if you know for a fact that your best friend don't read books, don't have that person who's reading or editing for you. Ooh, that's hilarious. <laughs> don't do that. Because they, they I'm, I tried that one time. And I thank God for the Holy Spirit. He was like, mm-mm. <laughs> and... I sent, I don't know, I think it was my uh, summary, and I took a picture of it, and I sent it to um, one of my spiritual sisters, mm-hmm. and she said, oh, she said, do you want me to proofread your book? I said, can you? And then another one of my spiritual moms, she was like, I know you finished your book. She said, send it to me, and let me um, edit it for you. So I had two people that went back. Girl, there were so many corrections and errors. Wow. I was like, oh, my God, I thank you. And it helped because they know me. They know how I talk. Mm-hmm. And one of them, Miss um, Iantha, I love her so much. She said, I have a question. She said, is this Tarika talking or is this your character talking? And I said, what you mean, Miss Iantha? She said, I know how you talk. She said, so is she supposed to be in your mindset or is she proper? I said, oh. I said, what? Well, being in her background, she's proper. 
She was like, okay, answer my question. Now I can fix this. I was like, okay. Wow, that's really good advice. And I have not written a fiction, anything fiction yet. So I'm definitely taking notes because I I can imagine that writing a fiction novel would be is so much different than writing about something that happened in your life. You know, so you have to take into account your your tone and how you're coming across and making sure that each character sounds different. And they don't sound mm-hmm. like the author. That's really good advice. I love that. So um, where can people find your book? My book, you can purchase it on Amazon. Um, you can do the Kindle or you can order the hard book. The Kindle, I believe, is $8. And the hard copy is 10 Okay. And um, where can they find you if they want to invite you on? And do you have an Instagram, Facebook? You can find me on Instagram or Facebook, even LinkedIn. You can find me under Tarika Moore, T-U-R-E-K-A Moore. Okay. And if you have problems finding the book, when usually when you put in T-A Moore, the Kindle pops right up on Amazon. But if you want to order the hot copy and you're having problems pulling it up, you can inbox me on LinkedIn or Instagram or Facebook, and I would just send you the link so you can order the book. Okay. And what is the takeaway? Like, what is the big takeaway you want people to, um, when they read your book, what do you want them to say? Because also, I I just want to mention this. Another question just popped in my head. You said that your book ends with a cliffhanger, (laughs) right? (laughs) So we're going to, I'm going to let everybody know her book ends with a cliffhanger. So you're going to have to go grab the second one too, in order to really know what's going on. So what, how do you comfort people when they read the end of the book and they're like, okay, what next? What, what, what words would you give them to keep them satisfied until the second one comes out? <laughs> I'm not going to have you wait in months and months and months and months before um, you can read the second one. I'm trying, my goal is to have the second one out, if not by Christmas, right after Christmas. So you won't be like, dang, she really left us sitting there. I wonder what's happening. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Well, that's good. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. Well, I'm excited to finish your book and congratulations on the release of your book. I look forward to having you back on to talk about the second one. And this has been a really good conversation. Thank you. And I just hope everybody... Take in the book to understand that the church is more than being in the four walls. God is not this uh, spiritual being in the box. He's so much bigger. Yes. And just learn to trust in him and just walk in every day on purpose and, and expect to see and just watch him move. Amen. Well, with that being said, that is the benediction, and I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Tarika. It's been my pleasure. Okay.